So, Tim, Citizen Kane is no longer the number one rated movie on Rotten Tomatoes as of today, as of a few hours ago. What movie surpassed it? Is this a joke? (laughs) Are you being serious right now? No, and when you hear what movie that surpassed it, you're going to think I'm joking. Oh, so I have to think like what the Rotten Tomatoes critics would dis- uh, declare as the greatest movie there ever. Was, Can you give me there, a decade was, at least? Uh, I'll give you it came out four years ago. <laughs> and I don't think either of you, I, not, I don't think either of us have seen it. And it's a sequel. Oh, no. Is it Paddington? Are you serious? Yeah. Paddington 2 is now the highest rated movie on Rotten Tomatoes, surpassing Citizen Kane, because there was an 80-year-old review that happened apparently either like today or yesterday that got posted to Rotten Tomatoes that brought Citizen Kane down to a 99. Citizen Kane. (laughs) Like, I was like, it's been around for 80 years. What happened to Citizen Kane? Like... Did something horrible come out about the movie? (laughs) Uh, A critic, one critic put up a review, I guess, very recently, and it brought it down to 99%. Paddington 2 is now the highest rated movie on Tomatoes. That's when you know, like, we've talked about this. There's stats that ESPN uses for the NFL that show that, like, Ryan Tannehill's the best quarterback in the league. When you have a statistic that Paddington 2 is yeah. the best movie that's ever been made, the statistic is flawed. Yeah. So that that one, I just kind of winged that one. I actually have a real trivia question for you. Okay. What do Eminem, Kobe Bryant, and Leonardo DiCaprio all have in common? They live in Los Angeles. <laughs> well, one of them's dead, so no. Oh, that's a good that's a good point. That's fair. Uh what do they have in common? They weren't in a movie together. No. Because the only movie Eminem's ever been in, I don't think Kobe was in. <laughs> um I can't confirm or deny, but I'm pretty sure he wasn't. Uh wow, that's tough. I have no idea. I don't know what like you're giving me stuff that I can't even guess. <laughs> You're giving me trivia questions that like I have no shot at getting the answer to. They each have one Oscar. Oh wow. Wow. Are you are you baiting me to say something about that? <laughs> Is that what you're trying to do? Are you, are you trying to get me to make a comment about it? You know, that's that's much more fun than the conversation that uh everybody else is having about the Oscars right now. <laughs> Yeah, I figured we were going to talk a little bit on the other end of the intro um, about the about the Oscars, but I figured we'd get a little more lighthearted conversation about it. You got any thoughts? No, <laughs> no, because you know, I, I I really appreciate how this podcast is starting to take off and get a bunch of new listeners, but with that comes some more responsibility with what I feel like I can say. And on that note, Elvis Monroe, please play us in.
So, Tim, the Oscars, uh-huh. they happened. Yeah, I heard. Yeah, I also heard. I did not see it, mm-hmm. but I heard. As, as, as our senior correspondent to the Oscars, since you actually saw it, <laughs> uh, you were one of the now, what was it, 9.8 million down from 45 million as of yeah. like 2014. Yeah, yeah, down from 20 last year. I mean, it literally cut in half in a year, basically. Less than a half. Yeah, and you know, it's it's almost like, and you know, I don't know, this is a theory, but it's almost like not as many people went to the movies this year. Yeah, you I don't know, know that, why. That's an interesting theory. Uh, or that a bunch <laughs> of movies that people wanted to see were canceled and moved to the next year or weren't yeah. made or weren't finished. Yeah, yeah, it's almost like that happened. Like, this happened at the Grammys, too. And that was less of a, like, people were still cranking out music as much as they ever were. And the Grammys, they didn't cut in half, but they nearly did. I think, I want to say they lost, like, 20% of their viewers from last year. Yeah. Here's the thing. It, it doesn't, these award shows are different than sports. And maybe they're the same as sports, because sports ratings are actually down in a lot of places. These are different than it. People I think what's going on is people don't want to watch something that reminds them of all the horrible things that are going on in the world right now. Like they want an escape hatch. They don't want to go to this socially distanced. I mean, only a couple of people were in mass and everything, but it's, it's still like watching the Oscars is a reminder. Oh, last year was really, really sucked. Like, I don't, I don't really feel like celebrating it yeah. in any shape or form. Yeah. When you you and I were talking yesterday, because you're basically my radio announcer for the for the Oscars, but this is the first time in my adult life I haven't watched the Oscars, and I might I say it was lovely. I had a yeah, very I had a very I had a very productive evening. Mm-hmm. Uh, I well at least out here in you know on the island of Kauai, it was more of an afternoon than it was an evening. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was very nice. I hung out at the pool, went to the gym. It was, it was nice because then all, all I was doing was just checking my phone to see uh, your, oh my God. And then all, all those reactions that I had no idea what was going on because you're a horrific, <laughs> horrific radio announcer. We learned that. Because yeah. you're just, because you're just, you're giving me reactions to, oh my God, look at Perry. I'm like, all right, man. There's like <laughs> seven, seven different Perrys. I'm like Matthew Perry, Katy right. Perry, no Tyler Perry. Shit. Right. Okay. Well, right. there you go. <laughs> yeah. No, we we found out that I, I'm actually not the world. I don't think I could do like baseball on the radio or anything. I don't quite have the descriptive ability for it. Uh, the other thing, the other thing with the Oscars that I just can't believe people are like surprised by the fact that these shows matter less and less and less. The reason the Oscars got 45 million a few years ago, I forget the movies, but they were like huge ass blockbuster movies that were going up against each other for best picture. Right. Like the Oscars has become for better or worse, uh, niche spotlight type films that, you know, like everybody complains that they don't make anymore, but 
the Oscar starts focusing on just those types of low budget movies. And these are the ratings they get. I mean, I'm sorry. Like I love Nomadland. I love most of the films that were for best picture, but the general audience isn't as into the, like the, sound of metal. Then the, <laughs> those, the, those movies that were pandering to literally you and I, and I know that the word literally is overused. So I try not to use it as much as, it pops into my head, but th this is a time. We are the audience for Nomadland. We are the audience for Sound of Metal. We are the audience for these movies. So, you know. Yeah, it, it's just, that's a, the one thing that people always complain that the small budget movie isn't being made. The thing that's really happening is they're not making the big budget Oscar film anymore. They're not doing Hurt Locker yeah. anymore. They're not even doing... Uh, movies going way back like Titanic. They're just not doing those big budget movies that are Oscar bait. And I actually think that's kind of interesting that like what has become a movie that's qualified to be an Oscar movie is a, it can be on Netflix, uh, you know, like a, yeah. the Hulu, a Hulu film, just one <laughs> best picture. Yeah. Uh, and two, it has to be made for like 5 million or less, yeah. <laughs> give or take. Well, With the exception no, of say, the trial of Chicago 7, I think, probably surpassed that number. But Right. I will say, though, we're about to get some Scorsese-Leo movies coming up. So, and as a uh, garbage truck drives by, so I apologize to the listeners. But, yeah, I, I, I think we're going to be getting some of the, you know, and, of course, the movie that comes to mind is... Uh, um, a lot of Leo movies come to mind when I think of big budget Oscar bait movies. Inception, yeah. Oh, oh, Inception. Yeah, I'm, pre I'm, I'm pretty I, sure Inception got nominated. It did, but I mean, you could. There, there's a lot of other movies that you could name there, I, but I but, like it, it. but not as big budget as that one. I mean, that one was expensive as hell, especially at the time. It was, it was, and of course, our made by our word and savior, Christopher Nolan, which he's, might, he might be working with Netflix here since Warner Brothers is just, nah, but he, he, he's, he's telling them to go fuck themselves, which they, I feel like with their actions, they tell themselves to go fuck themselves, um, but you know, yeah, anyways, so what was your, I, I mean, we kind of already talked about Nomadland. Uh, well, not kind of. We already talked about Nomadland in the last We did a whole hour and, we, and a half on yeah, it. We, yeah. we, we actually, yeah, I don't need to qualify it. We, the name of the pod was Nomadland. Right. Um, but we, uh, we alluded to the fact that it was a huge favorite going into the night. And for the most part, for the most part, it can, connected. Why? But Explain to the audience why, I mean, for the most part. Are you talking about the, the favorites coming in? Why they, for the most part? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Here's the thing. <laughs> I, I don't really need to go into all the detail. I mean, all you need to know is the Oscars made an NFT of Chadwick Boseman's likeness that is now worth over a million dollars because of how unique it is. Uh, yeah. They, they put best. They didn't put best picture last. They put best actor last. Something they haven't done in decades. Uh, <laughs> they 
made multiple references to him throughout the show in little like bits. And then, I mean, he's one best actor pretty much at every award show coming into this. And then, you know, except for the BAFTAs, except well, for the BAFTAs. Yep. <laughs> and then in their infinite wisdom, oh. he did not win it. And oh. the, the true, no, he did not. The true, like, his family came out and had an interesting quote about it later where they were like, he always didn't like Last the Oscars, didn't care about it. And I was like, you know what? He's just a better person than me. <laughs> he, yeah. he really was. See, <laughs> see, here's the thing. his, Him and his family and everyone around him, and we've talked about him before in that you've got to have the inner circles. You have to have the inner circle of all inner circles for his diagnosis not to come out until literally after he passed from said sickness, illness. Mm -hmm. um, further just confirming what I already assumed from the Chadwick Boseman camp, just class personified. They just, hey, wasn't a big deal to him, so it's not going to be a big deal to us. Super happy for Anthony Hopkins. Uh, you know, hope he, hope he enjoys it. Hope he enjoyed the night's sleep that he got. Uh, and <laughs> you know, and then not, sorry, and then not allowing him to, yeah, yeah, I forgot that and then, part. And then them not allowing him to zoom in from his house. Did you see that whole thing? I did. They're just, I, just like, again, I, I don't want to do the how stupid are they, but how fucking stupid are you? No, but like they make so many unforced errors, like doing the in memoriam at one and a half speed. Like it's just. Like Kobe Bryant was up there for oh. literally like just a beat. Oh, my dad hated it. Which again is my dad like, was my dad was sitting there watching so with me. Unforced errors. Yeah, he's like, "Can I please have like three seconds on Sean Connery? Just to kind of like think about it." Yeah. Like, like, do you mind? <laughs> it was just give, give me a second to ponder it. No, yeah. like are in some people's view the best James Bond that we've ever had in some view the best actor that we've ever had and there were more like that that got like one second and it was just yeah. you couldn't read it unless you had 110% it was the whole show I'm sorry like I, I watched and I probably watched 80% of it it was not wow. good it was not no, it, it was never weird. is it was it's it, never good it, it's never good it, it's never good We'll be and, back and next I don't year, want though. this. Yeah, and I don't want this because we are very. I'm very excited to talk about Toy Story, and that is 100 percent the main aim of this podcast. And yeah. because of that, it's probably like strap in. This might be a two, uh, two, three hour podcast, but like they make so many unforced errors and then make no effort to actually reach out to the masses. Now, is is a viewership of what was it 9.8 so 10 million people is that still in today's day and age actually pretty good for just a tv program yes but when you have the when you have the viewership attrition of 45 million to then seven years later 10 you bleed 35 million viewers in the time that it took us to graduate from high school to graduate law school. That's awful. This is awful. You know, I think it, the, 
there's two Oscars that come to mind where it really started going wrong recently. And I, I, I know there's a lot of things wrong with them, but two stand out in my mind. And it's the Shape Fish of Water Fish. one. What? Yeah, no, it's, it, I was just going to say, it's, it's the Shape of Water movie and Bohemian Rhapsody year. Like when those oh, two. Don't, oh, why, why, why are you going to bring <laughs> that one up? No, I why just got to piss me off. I have to do it. Those two years, we were all there. We were all watching, and there were three other movies that we liked better. Nobody saw Shape of Water. And I feel like we all came out of that like, what the fuck is going on? Well, the, the fish fuck fetish people, they love, well, They came out loving the movie. They did. They did. That was their movie. I mean, and, it, and it's about time, you know. There's not a lot of that going yeah. on. Has and, it, you know, I wonder I, – and there wasn't as much – uh, backlash as I thought there would be because you'd think that you know they'd make the they do the common decency to at least cast a lead person who actually has a fish fetish because those people aren't very oft uh, represented in movies. No. So no. you know that 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 Guillermo del Toro just not not up to up to the times. Lifetime achievement award. But yeah, I mean those I think I want to yeah. say those are back-to-back years. I'm not sure if they were, but they were pretty close. And I think after those they were, two, they, they were close enough. Yeah, and it's like everybody just kind of looked at each other and was like, "I saw 30 movies that were better than that one." I'm sorry, easily, like, easily. <laughs> uh, that that's not the best movie of the year. That can't be. None of which included fish fucking. None of them. or voiceover horrible edited, mindless storytelling movie that was Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> And I love Rami Malek. That movie was not good. <laughs> I'm very much looking forward to seeing him as the new Bond villain. Very much looking forward to it. Um, I think he's playing Blofeld, which, great casting. Uh, I know you're not as much of a fan of James Bond, but it, he's he's him, Christoph Waltz. The fact that they're both going to play a villain in a Bond movie, I... I uh, the only other actor that I would like to see more than those two playing a Bond villain would, would have been Heath Ledger. So, like, I, I mean, th- I'm very excited for that. But, yeah, just, you know what? It, to, to close out our, you know, autopsy of the 2021 Os- Oscars, I'm going to lend a line from the movie that should have won every single award the year that it was uh, nominated uh, from Star Wars Born. Maybe, maybe it's time we just let the old ways die, Tim. Maybe it's maybe. time. I think we should do our own award show next year. Fuck them. We should. We should. And on that note, Tim, it is with much pomp and circumstance that we talk about the movie that I've been the most excited to talk about since we started this podcast. <laughs> Truthfully. I mean, we've talked about we've talked about some Christopher Nolan projects. We've talked about some Leonardo DiCaprio projects. We've really pandered to my sensibilities. But I think that this movie really awakens something in me that I just, I always forget is there. And it's such a, like, whenever I hear Randy Newman's voice, whenever I hear (laughs) the opening melody, it just, it opens up a happiness that my mid-20s law student self just doesn't access very often. I was going to say does it awaken a friend in you? Some might say that it awakens a friend in me. Um, what what a movie. 
and, and you, by the way, you want to talk about high-rated Rotten Tomatoes movies. Both the original and Toy Story 2. A hundred percent. Yep. Higher rated than Citizen Kane now. <laughs> because, by the way, that, that stat that we did at the top, that was for a live action movie. Right. I, I believe it was live action feature film. So yeah, Paddington too. Which by the way, it's partially animated. Just for you know, that's not a real bear running around. So you know, <laughs> but I digress. Um, but yeah, I mean, this movie is just great. It it ages well, but in a completely different way. Mm-hmm. There's so many nuances. Yes, and as we're gonna get into that Disney has always done a phenomenal job, well, more so Pixar, in my opinion, of making the movie for everybody. Making the movie for kids, making the movie for adolescents, making the movies for young adults, and making the movies for full-fledged adults. And it's just, it's it's a fantastic movie. Where did you want to start with this? I think Pixar... Pixar started out making movies that were for kids and for adults. And now they just make movies for sad adults. Like I watched soul and I was like, there's a kid. This is not for a kid. This is like the meaning of life in a cartoon movie. No kid is getting 1% of this. Was up Pixar. Yes. Yeah. Up is another one. This isn't for kids. My God. (laughs) This is for a sad adult. I I would imagine this is what you play at like recovery centers. Yeah, this is to for like, a sad to like, ease, to like ease into the fact that we're about to talk about the meaning of life. Right. I, so we're gonna have a golden. We're gonna have a talking golden retriever. But what we're gonna start out with is a very depressed old man and how he lost his wife and now is just a curmudgeon that lives in the middle of the downtown area and is you know. Just waiting to be eminent domain. Yeah, the government is eminent domaining this guy's house after his wife dies, who is his childhood sweetheart. What a so they like built the house together and all that stuff. I remember looking at uh, a uh, friend from back in Arizona that we served tables with, who is to be named, who is to not be named. No, um, he, I'm not going to give him the satisfaction. No, um, but I remember watching it with him. And it was, I think he had seen it or neither of us had seen it. And I, I remember looking to him like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> but anyways, anyways. Yeah. Toy okay. Story. Toy Story. Amazing. Where did you want to start? Because there's, I mean, we could do an entire podcast just on making of this movie. We could. I mean, one of the things that stood out to me that I didn't know doing my research on this was it made the most movie of any movie that year. Made the most money of any movie that year. Made the most movie of yep. any movie. They made the year. most movie. That's, you know, I'm a professional. This is why I get paid the big bucks to do what I do. I was going to say, I was going to say they were the Snyder cut of their year. They made the most literal movie. Yep. Of yep. Any movie that year. Made $373 million worldwide in a year. An animated movie 30 years ago. For the first time, this motherfucker made a movie. Yep. John Lasseter, which we're not going to try and keep praise on the man because he's eh, it's problematic, but made a hell of a movie and has continued to make a hell of a movie as it pertains to Star Wars or wow, Toy Story. Sorry. He, he might be involved in, in Star. Yeah, the, the John Lasseter thing. 
is the part that really hurt for me watching this because you just go back and you're it's, like, this guy for 20 to 30, 20 to 25 years was just the absolute best at what he did. And he's probably a creep. It's um, like when you go back to watch Goodwill Hunting and you see, yes. oh, motherfucker, the Weinstein Company. Oh, my God. Yeah, but I mean, Shit. Even, even that didn't strike me as, as bad as this one because Lasseter literally like created these ideas, you know, like it yeah. came from his brain. Like Harvey Weinstein didn't create Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> he just Harvey Weinstein it. hasn't. Harvey Weinstein hasn't created anything except no. for very awkward and very hurtful, very abusive situations. That's the only thing he's ever created. Right. There's a, there's a lot of things with this movie. I mean, for starters, it's the first full feature animated film made on a computer that had never yeah. been done before. First time yeah. made on a computer, which, and you go back 1995. Okay. Who was using computers? <laughs> like Tim, Tim, this movie is as old as you and I, I know. I know. And it's insane. It's ridiculous. And it it's still like, obviously the humans are the part that I think stand out the most as being not fully formed, but there's actually a reason for that that I'll, I'll get into later. That's, uh, that, that's very, very intentional. And by the way, if you're watching it on Disney plus now, or you've bought a more recent copy of it or whatever, um, they have since done a complete reanimation of the movie so what you're seeing now is not what the animation looked like back in 1995 but yes. still i have an original vhs copy of it and i have watched it within the last few years it looks incredible yep what they were able to do in 95 it absolutely incredible it still holds up and i mean again the humans are the part that are the least fully formed but that was purely a money issue that was it. It wasn't that they couldn't do it. It was that they didn't have the money to do the full renderings, which gets into like one of the one of the big. I also questions. read. I, I I also read it was because they didn't want the humans to be the main the, the, the main aim of the movie. So much like how in like against sorry math eh, no fuck it our listeners are our same generation fairly odd parents how they don't generally show the parents yes. Because who gives a shit? That's not who we're making this for. Right. Um, it, it, it's such a good move. But anyways, go ahead. The other thing that's interesting about that whole parents thing is, do you know who gave them the note to do less humans? Josh Whedon. Isn't it? Okay, so Josh Whedon. Yeah. But yeah, no, it, I, I've, I've got some... I've got some hate. He's involved. This way here in a, oh, he's boy, involved. is he involved. He, he said uh, he's, he came on and he gives the notes to do less humans. And he's the one who came up with the, the iconic line. You are a sad, strange little man. And you have my pity. Farewell. <laughs> it's the best line in the whole movie. He wrote that. Um, okay. Here's a, here's a tough. So, so okay. You know, you, you know what? Then I'm just going to go here. Was that his peak? Was it just all downhill for Joss Whedon <laughs> I, I after actually, that? My, my first question was, how the hell, how the hell did he get involved in this movie back then? Like, this is a Steve Jobs, John Lasseter in yeah, a basement Yeah, by the way, how the hell did movie. Steve, how the hell did we'll Steve Jobs get it? I, we'll get I know, there. it's just yeah. fantastic. It's right. amazing. Right, so, okay, here's the tough beat. 
And I know you haven't seen this movie, but I know you know enough to react properly. You've got a friend in me. The song did not win best song at the Oscars. Do you know which song did? It was a different Disney movie. I fucking assumed it did. I am seething right. It didn't win uh, best original song. The song that won. Hold on, hold on. Was it like from Driving Miss Daisy or some shit? Kind of worse. The song. Uh, Hold on, hold on. Can I get a hint? I I can't give a hint without giving away the whole thing. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Song that wins is Colors of the Wind from Pocahontas. The other Disney movie. (laughs) That was the song that won. What? How, how tough is that? 25 what? years later. It was from another Disney movie? Yes. Yeah, and it's from a highly, highly, highly controversial Disney movie that yeah. I didn't know was made as, as recently as 1995. I thought it was a little bit earlier. Second, second only to Lone Ranger. But yeah. Um, oh, God. That's that's very much in the same in the same uh, realm as Paddington Two overtaking Citizen Kane, but yeah, okay, so wow, God yeah, bless Randy your, Newman. Your reaction God, is, God. is is exactly. There's nothing to say about it. It makes no sense. It's an abomination. It's further evidence that we shouldn't care about these things as much as we do because they have no idea what they're yeah. talking about. So okay, just just because I want to get, I I just want to get as far away from what we just talked about as possible because I'm upset. I have one question that I wanted to start with. Can we get Chris Evans to go back and redub all of Tim Allen's dialogue? Uh as much as I would like to have Tim Allen scrubbed from this movie, when I hear him doing the Buzz Lightyear thing when he first wakes up out of the spaceship, it just. It, it just kind of invigorated. It really me. sucks. It really I was just sucks. ready to roll. I was like, "Oh, we're back!" <laughs> Let's when they're fighting in the parking lot. I was back. So no. Yeah. I, I don't think I don't think we should do it. Uh, do you have any theories on where Andy's dad is? That was my next note. Okay. That was my it? my next note. Because there's a there's uh, a real reason behind this, and there's the fan theory behind this. You know, I haven't put much thought to it. I just had written down, like, shout out to single moms. Uh, you know, Andy seems like a pretty well-adjusted kid. Um, you know, and, you know, Sid. I'm pretty sure Sid has both parents. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah, we I, did see Sid's so, dad drunk passed out on the couch, which there's a so, couple scenes with alcohol-induced jokes that I didn't recognize until this most recent rewatch, but... Yeah, so, you know, uh, shout out to single moms. They're, you know, they, they don't get they don't get enough credit for what they do. And, you know, Andy seems like a very good person. As we progress through Toy Story, um, you know, he he seemed to be an all right guy. Yeah. But yeah, that's so I, I, I don't I, I honestly don't have any theories to as to the dad just because I haven't put much thought to it. Just because personally, I don't think that there needed to be a dad because I think the mom did just fine. I, I think the mom, I, I that doesn't concern me, Tim. So, you know, maybe, maybe that's just, you know, maybe, maybe that's just something about me. Right? Yeah. Wow. You're such a good dude. I don't know. Uh, I don't no, know. the 
I actually, I completely agree with you. The real reason Pixar said that they just couldn't afford it. And then later when they could in sequels, they just were like, why add the character? Why? He, he, yeah. Even if he exists, he wasn't a part of his life back then. So <laughs> you could get kind of dark with that if you want to. But yeah, it was, it was purely a money thing. Okay. This is, this, this is my brief history, as brief as I can make it of the company that is and became Pixar. Yeah, which, which, by the way, if you want to look it up, even if you just go to the Toy Story 1 movie Wikipedia page, even if you just go to that, the oral history of, this mo- of just this movie, not even the making of Pixar, just this movie, this movie almost died. Multiple this movie times. almost didn't happen at multiple different points of production. And the only and the- reason... Yeah, go ahead. No. The only reason it didn't is because they had a billionaire backing the idea. That's it. Because if they didn't have that, this thing would have died a long time ago. I mean... And and a billionaire that was willing to have a complete hands-off approach to the movie. That's the other thing. You know, the, the thing that I always forget about Pixar is that Jobs bought them from Lucasfilm. Uh, they were a part of like Lucas, he bought them from them in 1986 and they had basically done like some animated shorts, but obviously they weren't computer rendering them yet. Uh, they did some animated shorts between 86 and 95 after jobs buys them. Uh, most, most famously, I want to say it's tin soldier. I don't know if you've ever seen that short, but it's basically like, it looks like the toy story universe and it's just a five minute kind of like short little. Yeah. I, I, I think one time. I, when Toy Story 3 came out, I think when I saw it, I went to one of those where they showed all the previous movies as well. And I'm pretty sure because if anyone has ever seen a Pixar movie in theaters, they always play a Pixar short before it. And I think when they did that, they played that short before the original Toy Story movie and then yes. showed the original the second and third. So yes. I think I, I think I have seen it, but it's been a, it's been a minute. So... This, I mean, Pixar, like in between that stretch, had a ton of blunders. I mean, one of the things that Jobs had them do when he bought them was they put out a computer that was 135 grand. They only sold a hundred of them. That sounds about right for what he was doing around. That's what he he was he was doing the whole next thing and making stuff that was too expensive that nobody wanted. And I mean, really, the the thing that led him to be able to take that hands-off approach was the stuff that he learned when he was fired at Apple. That's kind of the thing that gets lost with the firing is that everybody goes to, can you believe how stupid they were to do this? And, and they certainly were. But when he came back, he was not the same person. Like he got fired Did, for a very good reason. <laughs> didn't he even say, and I apologize if he didn't say this, but didn't he even say that it was a necessary part of his progression of being Later. a, you know, of an executive as a leader and ultimately was one of the main reasons why Apple ended up being where it was when he uh, handed it over to Tim Cook. He did. He, he admitted it. He was fully aware of it later in his life that he was like, I mean, obviously he fired the entire board when he came back as kind of retribution. As, as one does. <laughs> right. As one but does. I, I do think it gets lost a little bit how crazy some of the stuff he was doing back then was and how miserable he would have been to actually work with and for. And when he came back, by all accounts, he was not miserable to work for. 
in the 2000s. Yeah, I mean, like, just just ask Seth Rogen how he was to work with. Right, Jeff I mean, Daniels. There's actually there's actually been, <laughs> there's that's a horrible movie. There there has actually been multiple articles written about this recently that when he came back, he was completely different. Uh, the Pixar experience like completely changed him. So here's Wait, the hold, thing. Okay, hold on. I, I have something to, to to tell you, just because you know we we give the people what they want. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> this has nothing to do with Toy Story, but I just got a notification. Uh, Tim, I would like to be the one that personally breaks the news to you that Floyd Mayweather and Logan Paul will be fighting in Miami on June sixth. Thoughts. My instant thoughts are it shows what a shitty position boxing is in, that this will be the highest rated event yeah. that they're going to get for the next 10 years. And it wow. won't be close. Okay. So, so sorry. Go, go. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. I couldn't not, I couldn't not. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It's two Oh three Hawaiian time on April 27th as, as, as our recording. So go ahead to just incredible shit. Uh, so in 1991, Disney comes to them because they have this high profile CEO and jobs. Disney comes to them and says, we want to do three movies with you. This is where the history is going to end, but it's far from where the history gets interesting because the deal yeah. with Toy Story 2 and how Disney threatened to basically make a bad version of it because they wouldn't sign the deal with them is look that up kids because that is really corporate america <laughs> um and 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 oh okay by the way okay you want to talk about corporate america the fact that barbie didn't even show up until the yep. second movie is because mattel didn't want d- didn't want to license it and then we have the lovely rex we have the lovely lovely rex addressing licensing agreements in the movie Yep. He says, okay, so I'm from Mattel, but but I'm actually from a smaller company that Mattel actually purchased, so that's why I'm here. In a children's movie. It yep. is amazing. So my, my instant thought when I was watching this movie was we 1,000% need Deadpool to, to come make the in reference. Yeah. To make the reference for everything's happening with Spider-Man. Oh, no, they have to. They absolutely have to we, because we the leveraged buyout need. comment by Rex is hilarious. Legitimately, it's when you when you know the background, perfect. that it's kind of funny when you're listening to it, but when you hear the background on it, you're like, oh, they put that in there solely to fuck with this other company. To, <laughs> like, it's, that it's, was the whole reason. It's Ryan Reynolds talking about Henry Cavill's mustache. Right. Exactly what it is, and it's perfect. Do you know the three movies they signed on to make? Ooh. Oh, was Pix? Which one was Pixar? A Bug's Life or Ants? It actually wasn't a Bug's Life, but that is a Pixar movie that came first. Okay, it was Toy Story, Monsters Inc., and Nemo, oh. which are three of like really the all-time. They had those in the like in the bag, ready to go when they pitched the idea to Disney. It was Toy Story, Monsters Inc., they had- Nemo. Those were they the three just movies. Had that? Those were the three movies that they were ready to go with. They, not that they had made already, but that they had. Basically no, no, no the I know. But like, for. that's incredible. It, they the stuff that was going on back then, and the people that were in wow. those rooms are the the term gets overused, but it's nothing short of genius what they were doing back then. 
I mean, I, I, I mean, when I'm when I'm reading about their development of the script, and John Lasseter and the other writers were talking about how Plato's world of forms and how yep. that and and how Aristotle talked about the hero's journey and how There's a lot of that you know you, and and how really the story is based on how your protagonist makes decisions throughout the movie and like the fact that they're going into such detail with ancient yep western philosophical storytelling for a children's movie that has that had the budget of what like 15 million dollars at the beginning yeah, it was, of it it was minuscule i don't remember what it was but it was very and then small. you know because because steve jobs is steve jobs he was able to go back and get more money from the powers that be but like the fact that they were going into that much detail for the movie thank you I know. just thank you because it ended up being a fan, damn near perfect movie so I wasn't going to do the Hank stuff unless you wanted to, but the last thing I had on the founding of Pixar is there's this moment that has been confirmed by just about everybody that was there. The thing that made Steve Jobs a billionaire was not Apple. It was Pixar. So the, the IPO late November, 1995, right after the movie is just going freaking berserk. So as the, the day that they go public, their CFO at the time and jobs are huddled around like a, uh, a really old-fashioned computer, even for that day, and they're watching. Oh, the see, stock. I thought. I, see, I thought what you're saying is they were outside, huddled around a next box that they were just burning because that's all. That's all it was good for. They should have. They absolutely should have. So as the stock explodes, it hits the number that the CFO knows makes Jobs a billionaire. He turns to Steve and says, "Congrats, you're a billionaire." Jobs then turns around, calls Larry Oracle, and said, "Only." I made it, and then hung up the phone. And yes, what, what, it's much like when we mentioned the name Abigail Disney. Yep. It's, it's that Larry Oracle. Yeah, absolutely. So, the, just the, I mean, you can't talk about this movie and not talk about how Pixar was founded because this is literally the, the thing that gives them credence. Even when they do movies yeah. like The Good Dinosaur, you just go back to like, these guys fucking made Toy Story, dude. <laughs> like, yeah. They're good for life. I mean, even if they never made any of the other crazy good stuff they did, they're good forever. This movie, it's like, it's, it's like Favreau making Cowboys and Aliens. It's like, <laughs> we, can, we, we can forget that. It's okay. Right. It, it happened. Uh, you know, we were or, all there. Or, or, or Lucas making Red Tails. Or Spielberg making your favorite movie, Ready Player One. Hmm. Or, yeah, I mean, there's there's any number of, of things that you can go... I mean, really, can't think of the one that I would do for Tarantino that I would say was, like, actively bad. But, uh... Uh... Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll save that. <laughs> we'll go past that. I want to start off the conversation about the movie itself. I have so many questions about how this world works. <laughs> number one, number one, I don't know whether they can feel pain when they're in their trance state because there's certain times where they wake up. I hope not. They wake I, up I, and they're I, like, ah, and there's other times like at the beginning of the movie, Andy flings Woody down the stairs with his legs open in a manner in which would destroy any balls that that 
action figure had left. And he's which, just by the fine. way, which by the way, I'm gonna get to in a second, but we know I, I my theory is they definitely have balls. But go ahead. He's they a- beat it. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I I I I have a whole thing for this. Go on. That's my num- on. my first I question. Is, I don't know whether they can feel pain because Buzz loses an arm and seems to be okay. The second thing. Potato Head loses all appendages at at separate times. And by the way, if he feels pain, that is a dark, dark toy design. (laughs) Right, right. Very dark. He's doing the deadlift and they (laughs) just his arms. And his arms just pop out. His arms pop out. And then the uh, the, uh, not G.I. Joe, but very much G.I. Joe that gets stepped on, that is like limping. Like, I guess. He feels pain, like clearly. Yeah. So that's the first thing that I don't get because in their trance state, there's all sorts of rules that I don't seem to get because they're like, when they decide they're going to talk to Sid and scare the shit out of him, they're like, we have to break the rules. And I'm like, are these Uh. universal rules? So this is my next question. Who are these people's gods? Are they polytheistic? Are the kids their gods? Like, what do they believe in? Because they all have a code. Every single toy that was it, even in Sid's room, was like, well, oh, yeah, we, talking to the kids is like breaking the rules. We know who the aliens got is. That's what I, the that's claw. exactly my point. The, the claw. claw. And I, I, the claw, it's their God. And they have like an organized religion. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's amazing because they, like, seriously, uh, mm, how, how deep do I want to get into this? As deep. We're going deep. <laughs> Um, okay, how close? <laughs> how close to a modern religion how, is how, how close to a cult like religion is? Here's the thing: how, how close to a cult like religion? And okay, we we come into this podcast, we 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 make jokes, and in that. How close to Mormonism is the alien's relationship to the claw? Here's the thing. I Every time I see that scene, I crack up. When the guy gets picked up and he's like, I have been chosen. I go to a better place. <laughs> he's like, like he's close, dying? Uh, and, 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 and by the way, and by the way, it's not just Mormonism, Catholicism, all of it. Yeah. I, How close is it? The claw. I, I, I don't know who they're trying to go for in that, but it as my mom walks in in the background the people on the youtube audience will enjoy that uh going to going to the god of pixar question though first of all we know these movies all take place in the same universe right so cars takes place in the the same universe as toy story who is their god like do they (laughs) do they have like and like is it and and by the way, we're probably gonna do a uh, a cars. Yeah, yeah, save it at yeah, some yeah. point. So so, but like, cars Holocaust. I know. <laughs> like, I know. It's like, what do they? What is going on in this world? What do they think? It like, what happened? Like, how do they view certain huge historical events, and what lens do they view them through? Like, yeah. Because there's clearly rules to this that I feel like if they wanted to do the J.K. Rowling Pottermore site where they just lay out the rules of the Pixar world, I would be down yeah. to just read like hundreds oh of pages if as to how does this work. If, 
if there's a test as to which toy company I would be owned by, I don't know yeah. if that's the comparison to which house you're in. But like it, that, the, it is a missed opportunity because we are the exact generation that does those tests yeah. and that would 100% want to do those tests. And we're the generation that grew up watching these movies. But okay. you're saying. I'm going to turn it over to you after this question. This is yeah. my number one question with the movie is that obviously Woody's a dick for how he deals with the whole bus thing. But what makes it worse to me is that, so this guy wakes up and he thinks that he is the embodiment of his action figure. He thinks he's an actual like spaceman. Right. So clearly the other toys must have, when they woke up, believed that they were these people. Yes. There's a, there's a cave allegory situation going on with these toys. That's what I mean. So when he's doing his whole, like, he's just being a total dick to him. I'm like, when you, you were there woke, once, when you woke up, you were obviously like, I am this Texas Walker Ranger person. Like, there's which, no which, way. By the way, which, by the way, we know that he does a much better job of come Toy Story 4 with Forky. By the way, just true. to defend my guy. That is true. To defend to defend my guy. But not a great look. Not Side a great note. Look. Side note. Tom Hanks does not voice uh, the children's action figures. That is his brother. They got his brother to voice the, the toys. Yeah, kind of you interesting, not, right? They, they didn't get Chet? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, no, we're so, not going into that in this podcast. <laughs> howdy, y'all. Yeah. Um, so, so you asked me, Tim, if the toys feel pain. Yes. I'm pretty sure they feel pain. Okay. What I am... Very clear that they feel is is pleasure, arousal. Yep, the sexual tension, not even that tension, is pervasive throughout every single Toy Story movie between Woody and Bo Peep, and then we get the payoff in Toy Story Four, by the way. But the sexual tension that's five minutes into this children's movie, which, by the way, made by John Lasseter, makes sense. But, okay, neither here nor there, I guess. Uh, wow. Just wow. And by the way, his name is... His name is Woody. Eh? Okay, the line eh? where, where she is like, maybe I'll get someone else to watch the sheep. Today. And she just... He watches her walk away, and I'm like... Okay, it's... You know that there's a Trevor Wallace video that came out after the Drake song. I forget what it is, but he's like, on Valentine's Day, I had sex. And Trevor Wallace is like impersonating Drake. And he's like, Drake literally put that line in there just to prove to people that he fucks. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. That was yeah. the whole point to that line. That was it to prove that these characters have intercourse with each other. It was yeah. bizarre to, yeah. Watch, to rewatch. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just... I'm happy for Woody. I am. Yeah. Uh, I'm right. ha- I, by the way, I'm happy for Bo Peep because she is taking ownership of her agency mm-hmm. and she is, she's confident and she is, she, she was in 1995 pushing, p- pushing what we, what, what were, what were the, the body positivity 
of the 2020s. She and... she's she's got she's she's got the the positive energy that you know is is what we're hoping for and and happy for her. And I I I'm actually more happy for her than I am for Woody. <laughs> I mean, other than Woody becomes Holly's favorite doll in the office and sort of becomes a whole character in that universe. Um, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Why did you have to tell me that when we're trying to have a coherent <laughs> podcast? What the hell? Yeah, you he's, just he's kind of a character. My brain. He's kind of a you character just, in that show. Kind of. Kind of. Yeah, like he talks, like Michael talks to him, Holly talks to him, like. <laughs> Michael pours coffee on him. Oh my god! Yeah. yeah. No, no. That then no, they can't feel pain because I can't have my favorite TV character It'd be a murderer. Be, torture, be basically hot water, hot water bordering Woody. Be like I can't Guant- have that. doing you know like Dick Cheney Guantanamo Bay stuff. <laughs> and in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Oh my yeah, god, yeah. Tim! Yeah. Why did you do that to me? No, I, I'm with you. I. There's so Which many- actually that, that but that leads me into well w- real quick it's now potato head it's not Mr. Potato Head um but I if 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 Pixar could grace us with the amount of money to do the idea that I have always wanted to do there is 1000% a rated R version of this world. Yeah, it's called Sausage and Party. They made it. <laughs> no, no, I was just going to say, I was just going to say, not in a sexual sense, in like the mental illness of these toys and the like, and the, again, Potato Head just getting taken apart and put back together. And like all the torture that these toys go through, because Potato Head even references it. I'm for ages what two and up, three and up. Says on the box, three and up. After his uh, his three and up says on the box, takes him. Yeah, and he's just and then and then when we get to the daycare in Toy Story three, them just getting a straight up abused. There is one hundred percent. I didn't think about there is. One hundred percent, a rated R version of this movie that doesn't even have to go into the sexual uh, and uh, please don't. By the way, and please don't. That was the weirdest part of Sausage Party. Don't do that. Just the weirdest. Yeah, yeah. For those of you that haven't seen Sausage Party, it's a very funny, very well done movie up until the last ten minutes. Yeah, (laughs) and then there's a food orgy that involves sausages and falafel. It was unnecessary. It went on five minutes too long. hot dogs and buns it's just bad um but although the talking condom was funny that was no that was that was as hard as i've ever laughed in a movie theater i don't remember how old i was but it just hit me in a way that was like oh that's see that's funny and then the angry douche yeah well that was less funny (laughs) so anyways but yeah there there is such a rated r version of this movie that i honestly think would be oscar bait because think about it you could have a movie that does all the oscar tropes through the world of toy story mental illness like uh depression yeah it might be a horror film 
like or There's at least a thriller in there like m night Shyamalan. it's sitting there for you it really is you know you're right there there but even you by the way all the scenes at sid's house before we when we when, when they're making us to believe that those toys are literal toy cannibals yeah it's horrifying they're almost there. I think they wanted to do it. Like, I think there was a moment where they all looked at each other in the room and were like, "That was how far do we want to go with this? That was Disney's note, was they wanted to get more edgy. The, I think that, that on my rewatch, of, I see yeah. like five opportunities for them, to, if they want to, yeah. to really like, nope, this movie is not for kids. Never was, yeah. weren't trying to do it. So, so I have a couple quick, just I do gotta it. make some shout outs. Shout out to the sergeant from Full Metal Jacket. Yes. That they yes. cast in this movie. Mm-hmm. I don't have his name written down, but everyone knows who he is. He's absolutely a joy in every single interview and all of it. He, I, I love that guy. Mm-hmm. And I really hope that nothing negative comes out about him because like him, Randy Newman, Tom Hanks, I just don't, and like Neil deGrasse Tyson, I don't want, yeah, yeah, I just don't want anything bad to ever come out from them. Uh, Again, shout out, God bless Tom Hanks, God bless Randy Newman, they're just perfect, perfect for this movie, Uh, and some background to Tom Hanks, do you know how they convinced him to do this movie? I know that in the middle of it, he like wanted to quit because he hated the character so much and then they had to rewrite some stuff but so that was later on to get him to do the movie and this apparently they do this a lot now to convince good actors of you know being voice actors they made an animated version of his character in turner and hooch and had the audio dubbed over the animation and apparently they did such a good job that he agreed to do it. I think he gets, I think he still gets royalties on the first movie too. I think he got a percentage. I hope deal he does. Because I, I, I hope he does because he brought a panache and a sort of, he brought a sort of validation to the project. Can I ask you about that though? Would we yeah. hate that character more if it wasn't Tom Hanks? We'd, we'd hate it more if it was, uh, if, you know, if it was Tim Allen, I can tell you that much. <laughs> okay, fair. <laughs> because, like, I found myself, like, even as an adult, and I know all the things that have been written now, and he's a total dick. I absolutely hate almost everything that Woody does in this movie. Woody, makes, not Tom Hanks. Yeah, 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 Woody. Like, completely infuriates me <laughs> when I take even the second to think about it, and yet I still right. love the character because it's Tom fucking Hanks. Like, I can't yeah. help it. <laughs> So what a what a movie year 1995 was. Yes. Like what a freaking movie year. Yes. But yeah, that 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 thought just came into my mind. Everybody look up the amount the level of movies that were coming out in 1995. It's absolutely mind-blowing. The 90s were incredible. great. Yeah. Yeah, the 90s were fantastic. So here I have a question for you and I, as we have, I have now officially, as of this morning, taken my last law school class and I'm firmly in the rhythm, there being no rhythm whatsoever in studying for uh, finals or not studying for finals. Uh, and you are at about the same point as I am. 
so this is the perfect time to ask you and to ask myself, what is Woody able to be charged for when he attempts the murder of Buzz? Criminally? Uh, I mean, Criminally. Obvious, obviously there is criminal assault. There would not be civil assault because he didn't see it right. from the back. Uh, right. There's probably some attempted homicide. There's probably there's probably aggravated assault because he uses a weapon, right? Uh, yeah. I'm trying to think. Well, he kind of uses a uses weapon. a vehicle. <laughs> That's true. He uses, he a, uses car. a car. He tries to he runs him over. Uh, I'm trying to think of the other things that that he could have gotten. I mean, and talk about a talk about a hypo from hell because then okay. The car has agency. Is the car also an accomplice? That was the thing I also don't get is like these car these things come alive and you can't control them really, except for the car, which still you can use its remote control. Like he the car has no control over what he's doing, apparently. I don't know. I think I it, in my head the car was always able to do its own thing, but can be overridden by the remote. All right, that makes sense. So, like, if so, like, if the remote is being manipulated, he loses agency over his movements. But if the remote isn't being used, then he's the one that controls his movements. Got it. Uh, I, I mean, I that's that's as far as I could get on his rap sheet. I mean, there's because like, more. It, could it rise to depraved heart? Like, could could you get murder too? Is, could, if he died, you mean? Yes, yes, that's what I'm saying. I think so. I mean, especially since all of those people are snakes and are willing to rat them, <laughs> rat everybody oh, out at a instantly. moment. There's a moment. no loyalty in that room. That room yeah, is like, no. first of all, they're so worried about at, new toys hold on, coming in. Hold on, hold on. At that point, at that point, at that, at that point. point, because they're so worried about new toys coming in. But as soon as someone's replaced, they just make fun of the guy. <laughs> like this guy's yeah. life is basically over. He's resigned. Like think about how sick that is as a toy. You're going to spend the rest of your life in this dark, basically box with no air or light whatsoever. And they have nothing to do but Disney, 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 Pixar. We're here. Yep. We are here to make the rated R version. And we're not, we're not scared. I might write it. 2021. I might write it. In fact, can we get Sean, can we get Sean on the line? Let's, (laughs) let's, let's, let's start getting this going. Because Toy Story 3, and we're going to do a whole separate pot on that, is much darker than yeah. people realize that they spent basically 18 years or 15 years just locked away, not being able to do anything. There should have been a lot Toy more Same with Toy Story 4. Yeah. There Same with Toy Story 4 because we get introduced to the idea of lost toys. We get introduced to that idea when Woody and Buzz get left at the gas station. Yes. And then we come back to it in, until Toy Story 4. And how it like, comes back in all the movies. Whole, and yeah. Yeah, but there's this whole like underworld of yeah. lost toys. Yes. Yes. Including but not limited to OP. Exactly. I have okay. Who becomes I, like who, who becomes like Katniss Everdeen style yeah. toy story, which is just again. Bo gonna, Peep is just she she's killing it. She she is killing it on all levels. She's awesome. Side note on that, what's amazing, like people always talk about how smart it is that they make a new Toy Story basically every eight years, I want to say, after they did one and two, 95, 99, they basically took eight years off in between the next ones. Right. It's smart because they did a good job. Does that make sense? Like 
it's smart because they are so good at what they do. Like if Toy Story yeah. 4 sucked, it, it's actually a huge gamble to put out for. If, if Finding Dory sucked, yeah. Disney gets burned to the ground by mid-20s, by just a bunch of 20 to 28-year-olds. I, no, I, I agree, and that's we th- we we would go we would go release the Snyder cut on their ass. Yeah, like people act in like a it, heartbeat. If it sucked, that we would have the same relationship to it, and that's not true. I watched Toy Story three. I'm pretty sure I was a legal adult. I cried in the movie theater. I'm not even ashamed to admit it. Easily, I was a full ass. I was, no. I was a full ass <laughs> grown adult. <laughs> I've cried at every single first viewing of every single Toy Story movie. I thought they were going to die. I legitimately thought they were going to die, and it affected me. Absolutely. Absolutely. And here's the thing. If you're going to be one of those people that's like, oh, fucking bitch or whatever, you know what? Here's the thing. That just means you're not secure enough in your masculinity or in whatever confidence or whatever. You need to look inward. You don't need to look outward. I am perfectly fine with the fact that I have some crushing emotions, specifically with the first one, because of what that of just what you've got a friend in me means to me because of all the memories that i have of growing up watching these movies with people that are no longer with us so you know what yeah i agree with that forgive me forgive me for having an attachment to these movies in a way that's you know probably not healthy given the person who directs the movies but hey nothing we can do about that i was gonna ask nothing we can do about that you keep getting me onto these sidetracks before I want to ask my big question, but that reminds me. I easily saw this movie over a hundred times when I was like oh under five god. years old. Like, oh my god, easily. I, yeah, no, probably. I, I would, I would start getting nervous if you started getting around three hundred. Uh, but I definitely saw it more than a hundred times. So, no so you're not going to do the a uh, hundred times more, two hundred times more, three hundred <laughs> times more, four hundred times more, five hundred times probably, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love those TikTok videos. Uh, but no, the question that I was going to ask you, the famous scene where they're under the semi-truck at the Dynaco gas station, which by the way, Dynaco in cars. Um, did that make you think of what talking politics is like in 2021, where they're screaming at each other about things that don't matter? One is from a literal different planet. <laughs> with different rules and different values entirely. And the other one is just a dick. (laughs) Because when I watched that scene, I felt like I was watching a political debate now. Which is good because it's Tom Hanks versus Tim Allen. Um, Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, I didn't think about that. But I tell you what, it's pretty present. I don't know if that's what they it's were there. going for with it, but there is clearly this sense, this sense of they're trying to drill home that people who want to hold on to the way things are, are not the good yeah. guy. I mean, that I'm sorry. That yeah. is just a theme. Yeah. Like you can say whatever you want about that. Like they're trying to make the point that things change. You have to adapt yeah. with them. And if you don't, you're a bad person. So, Yeah. The more important question that I have for that scene is yeah, we gotta talk about that scene. The, how high is the pizza planet driver? So okay, okay, let's do this now. Let's do this now. There are there are at least two stoners in this movie. My yeah. theory my theory is that Slinky is a 
huge uh, uh, pothead. Oh, I like love huge. this. Because I love this. Eye, you see his eyes are always half closed. He's always oh, like wanting to play board games. He's always chilling out. He's just there to get like his belly. He's not like dog-like. He's stoner-like. I love this. And every single time he gets overstretched, he goes, whoa. Yes, yeah. exactly. He has yeah. the stoner voice. Slinky's a stoner. It's just a fact. Like they meant to do it. I'm, I'm convinced of wow. it. Wow. The other That's one. That's great. That's is, great. Is the okay? So there's like I talked about a lot of uh, substance abuse in this movie. The first instance, clearly that Pizza Hut driver. There are cans floating around in that car, and that guy. I mean, obviously with the whole look and everything, they're going for like a stoner vibe. That guy is crossed, and he is delivering pizzas. Oh, for, okay, he's crossed for. What appears to be a very well-run company. I actually really like their interior, what they got going on in there. Uh, Incredible. Yeah, no, I think it's well done. It's it's like Peter Piper Pizza. If you know, they just invested a ton of money into it. Side note: Disney is actually opening a replica of this in Disneyland this year. They're opening Pizza Planet. So okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so for everybody that knows me, they know that they know this about me. But for the listeners that don't know it, I have yet to make the trip to Disneyland or Disney World for that matter but you know Disneyland's now just a couple hours drive away from me um I need to go yeah I think because because here's the thing I need to see all Star Wars stuff I need to see the Marvel campus and if they're gonna have a fucking pizza planet they've got like Indiana Jones which I know you're into a little bit like there's just there's yeah. stuff there, you know. God, I forgot that they have Indiana Jones too, because Lucasfilm. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, I need it. Am I see? Here's okay. Here's my one hang up though. Am I gonna turn into one of the into Disney one of the adults? Disney adults? No. See, here's the thing. And I hate that we said that at the same time. Yeah. But yeah. am I gonna turn into one of those people? Because I feel like, like as as far as pop culture goes. I don't think that I like stuff more than Toy Story, Star Wars, and uh, and Marvel. The thing with Disney is is that it's fun as long as you allow yourself to just be completely immersed in it and ignore the commercialism of it all. <laughs> like, oh, if you, if you ignore the fact, like, I have my own podcast. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, my I, name's in the title. I'm <laughs> I'm past it. I'm past it. Once you get past that, it's phenomenal. It is a good time. Like anybody who says that I've been to Disneyland and don't like it is I've actually haven't heard. I know I have one friend who's like, I would rather do like 10 other things than do that. Okay. I'm like, that's fair. So, but you would still go if invited. See, here, here's what needs to happen because I feel like I can't just go with anybody. I feel like I need the correct steward to shepherd me through. Yeah. We, I actually I think you, I, I think you're the right person just because you'll just kind of let whatever happens, happens. Yeah. If I go with the wrong person, I feel like they'll want to replicate their first time. Yes. And you don't want to go with a significant other who you're not attached to because that F's with you. Because then, and by the way, I'm about as far away from having a significant other as I've ever been in my life anyways. That's and not that's a, great. But there's like great restaurants at this place that I'm like, mm, not really feeling it, <laughs> not trying to go there. <laughs> so like, okay, is it true? And again, this isn't, I, again, 
the listeners, I told you at the beginning, this is going to be a two, three hour pot. Are there actually good, re- good, like legit good restaurants okay. at, at Disneyland? The thing is, is that they have a whole, we've been to downtown Disney, right? That's where like the good restaurants when was, are when it was yeah, closed. Like yeah. I went to a, I went to a Starbucks. I went to a Starbucks. So. That's a whole other story. <laughs> that we'll get um, yeah. When, and when we have Brian on, we are 1000% talking about it. There are good restaurants there. There are really good places in the park. You have to know where to look. The tourist trap places that everybody goes to are meh. So this, but there's all, tourist tra- there. It's a oh whole my god. World, there's dude. there's like local it's a, places. It's a whole economy of like if you oh know if you know this oh place, god. you know like you know the places to go. And so this is great. Yeah, no, it's it's a whole thing. Uh, what movie are we talking? Toy Story. <laughs> Toy Story. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, so to to bring us to bring us back. Uh, to go further to the point on how just ready Potato Head is to be the informant. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. He has a noose. <laughs> I didn't know if we were going to do this part. He, he has <laughs> he a draws the noose. noose ready to go. Just incredible. I mean, it's just, it, it's, it, I, it completely threw me off in a million and one different ways. He wrote a new, he drew a noose on the Etch-A-Sketch. And it's just, it's, it's incredible that we're, that they went to such a length to illustrate that Mr. Potato Head is just an absolute, he's a cop. Yeah, like he, he's, a he, he, he's a he's, cop. He's a cop. He's absolutely a cop. The news scene is horrifying. There's nothing funny about it. When he when he draws it and Woody's staring and he like gets all scared, you know he knows that's because he means it. Yeah. So, okay. We've been dancing around talking about Sid. We've been dancing around talking about the issues that the neighbor the kid next door has okay so scud scud i don't know if you know that that's the dog's name hold on hold on trust me okay scud is he not the perfect example of bad owners make bad dogs Uh, there's that dog i am calling uh who is who's the what's the oh my god caesar milan yes i'm calling caesar i'm calling somebody like that, that house does not have a pack leader. You know that dog's been abused. You know that the yes. first time that Again, it, rated R Toy Story, everybody. It's there. The first time that little dipshit tried to tie a firework to something, it was definitely that dog. <laughs> and oh, no, way, a combat Carl. Dog's teeth don't come like that unless you file them, <laughs> okay? Some heavy-ass abuse to that dog. That dog has been modified and fucked with to be a killer. And by the way, when he gets out at the end, that is just the primary indicator <laughs> that he is not in a good situation because either the door is left open or Sid gets pissed off and kicks him out, whichever it is. But so, so the dog is curious. It was, it was curious to me that the only thing that was stopping Sid was a light rain 
<laughs> Do you like that? Uh, that 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 kid doesn't seem like the kind of kid that lets anything really stop him from being a little shit. He's a go getter. Yeah. Which okay, if we're gonna go to that, I have one question, and it's really <laughs> the only question that I have involving Sid. And only I'm one. Sure I have like an hour on this if we wanted to. <laughs> no. Oh, oh, there's an hour, but there's one question. Like, if you could go back in time and talk to a person and ask them one question, I would ask John Lasseter this one question. How old does Sid get to until he shoots up a school? Okay. Okay. So, uh, first of all, first of all, that is completely correct. And this movie was made before Columbine, if I'm right. Because some of the things that they do with that character, they would not yeah. do now. Mm-hmm. The, the, the way that he is portrayed with the skull and crossbones, black shirt, with all of the heavy metal rock posters and the video games, that is – he them looks like one gen- of them, by the way. Them, them making – well, Annie looks like Derek Carr, but that's yeah. a whole separate thing. Yeah, separate thing. Um, the fact that they make jokes that he doesn't have any friends. Yes. Yes, that he gets kicked out of summer camp because he's just a little shit and he's blowing stuff up. Yeah, uh, but there is there is a theory on this, right? At the end of Toy Story 3, when the garbage man comes, he has a there skull is. and crossbones bandana in his back pocket. People have theorized that that's Sid, which I call bullshit on. Because I call he, bullshit. He is either he doesn't dead. Des- he, he doesn't deserve redemption. No, he's either dead or in jail. There's no other in between. By the way, how... Prison. He's not a jail guy. He's a prison guy. Prison. By the way, how old is this kid? I can't... Every time I watch it, I can't figure out how old he... I think he's like 16, give or take. Oh, no, 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 no. He can't drive yet. He's probably... He's at the pizza planet by himself. He goes home by himself. He's probably... He's probably got a skateboard. Oh, he's, okay. he, he's he's probably a 13 year old he's probably and much, much like you were when you were 13 <laughs> <laughs> or like my youngest brother actually uh the the, the yeah, first yeah, question no. yeah yeah trey yeah okay sure the the stuff that that kid is fucking with the initial blow-up scene where he blows up the the army guy i forget what, what his name is combat carl combat carl there is bricks that ricochet off of Andy's house yes. from the explosion. He's not fucking with legal stuff over there. He's making pipe bombs. That isn't like not funny. <laughs> like on rewatch, none of that is funny. It is horrifying. Yeah. He is the guy that gets on Reddit today and goes and does something horrible. Like yeah. it's just, Unabomber shit right there. It's that's and, like or 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 if you haven't seen it, the uh, murder in the Mormon church or yes. whatever the hell the name of that dog is. That guy. Yes. It 100%. It is that oh, I can't think of the term. It's it's not the term for the people who who for the men who hate women because they won't have sex with them. I forget I forget the name of In, what this incel. Incel. It is that incel very just fucked up view of everything. Like he is abusive to his sister. He just straight up steals her stuff and pushes her away. Uh, Which, by the way, was just a great moment when she was just fucking with him at the end. That was oh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That ah! was great. 
yeah, no, that, that is great. The, the Sid thing, dude, I, I could go on for hours about this kid. There's so much wrong with it. Like when he's yeah. cutting open the doll and he's pretending to be a doctor and Buzz is like, I don't think that man ever went to medical school. It's, I mean, he's giving me the same vibes as the, uh, oh, and I just watched this movie. So I'm very pissed off that I can't remember the guy's name, but the fucked up dude in Ted. Oh, Donnie. Yeah. Donnie, it's a little, thank it's a you. little Donnie. There's a little Donnie in it for sure. I mean, yeah. the scenes with Sid are still scary is my point. Like <laughs> some of that it stuff, is. it's still horrifying, even though I know how it all ends. Uh, just unbelievable. Like they're, they're like coming out of the mud and there's nails through their heads and shit. Like it's wild stuff. I don't remember if they talk about this. Do they ever talk about what state that this all takes place in? Because I have some thoughts about the differences in housing. No, but it's definitely LA. Uh, okay. I, I was going to say Los Angeles because the it's difference. thousand percent LA. The difference between Andy's house and Sid's house is like striking striking <laughs> like andy's house why okay you, you you and i need to hang out with other people you and i need to have conversations with other people because we keep saying the same adjectives for shit what did i say you said striking <laughs> and oh, i said striking oh, no, at the yeah. exact same time we can edit that out that's fine we'll get chris on it <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll we'll get chris to add another 45 minutes to his to his work on the pod. Can yeah. you please find the one time in this podcast where that we're not marking, by the way, we've stopped marking when we fuck up on stuff, which yeah. is just a horrible. Yeah. Practice. Oh, but yeah. And, and, and by the way, Chris, if you can find a, like a silent melodic, no, I'm kidding. Yeah. Uh, what were you going to say? No, I, the thing with the houses, like I know that Andy's house is being sold. So they probably did some work on it, you know, to get it ready, which makes sense. But Sid's is like 50 years old <laughs> in this movie with no renovations yeah. whatsoever. It's yeah. uh it's pretty pretty unique for modern neighborhoods and how houses are basically just carbon copies of each other next one which is but not in Los Angeles. Which is very LA. It's which is very not LA. Los Angeles. The houses are not the same next to each other there, but everywhere else. And it's it, and it's more valley LA. Yeah. It's 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 it, because Obviously, if you're in LA, LA, there's no yard. <laughs> yeah. Well, there are. Though in the 90s, though in the 90s, maybe, maybe. They had dirt. Sid's is a dirt yard, also. I forgot about that. Like, there's a good point. There's all sorts of stuff going on there. Uh, yeah. What do so, you think? Sorry, go ahead. No, no. After you. What do you think is the adult theme of this movie? Because I've already hinted at what I think it is. The adult theme of the movie. Because they make these um, movies for adults and kids, which means not only is the humor funny to both adults and kids, but there is a theme that adults are supposed to pick up. The adult theme to this movie. Attempting to retain a childlike happiness. It's <laughs> a good point. That's that. At least that's what I take from it because I because this movie delusion, was. You mean? No, like, not I. I don't even think it's a delusion. I don't think I'm. I, I take a, as much of a jaded view of that of this movie as that. I maybe it's because my first viewing or first thirty 
thousand viewings of this movie was as a child. But when I watched this movie, like I said at the top, it really does. It, it, it reminds me of stuff. It reminds me of very good, happy things. Yes, it's it's overall like a, a hopeful tale, even though Buzz has his yeah. bubble uh, ultimately burst by yeah d- 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 despite all of the the nooses despite all the <laughs> by 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 the way that. that tv is the only thing that ages this movie everything else yes. i mean obviously the animation isn't up to par but everything else it's 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 frozen <laughs> in time it'll still work 30 years from now just as yeah, much as the- it because the animation that we're seeing now is, I believe, when they did the re-animation, it was 2007. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it, yeah, it just, for me, the theme is just unlocking that childlike sense of being able to actually enjoy a movie. I think that for 1995, it's pretty damn progressive in its idea. It's extremely progressive. In its idea that change isn't bad. Right. And people have different perspectives than you do. And that is not a that people come from different areas. Right. And they are different from you. And that is not a bad thing. And by the way, we're better when we all get along with people from other backgrounds and other areas. And and they're not being having the more positive living situation being the single mom household as compared to the household that has two parents as having i mean even having bo pete being the sort of person that's initiating the interactions between her and woody like there's a lot of stuff in here that is very much wow i would have thought that this was more of a 2020 movie instead of a 1995 movie when you know movies like driving miss daisy were winning ahead of do the right thing like stuff when, when stuff like that was going on yeah i i mean there's there's clearly like a pretty big tolerance message hidden yeah. hidden in this movie that I, I i think i probably picked up on a little as a kid i mean obviously you never know what kind of melds right. into your brain when you're a child but i think some i mean people have always asked like every generation yeah success. yeah yeah, yeah. Do, do you think you got indoctrinated by this movie tim maybe i was just going to talk about that because the things that we view as kids are what ultimately influence us later right so everybody yeah. our our age everybody unless you were uh a monk or something no 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 everybody no every single Don't. person my age has been influenced by this movie at least this much. And yeah. there are not many pieces of art that exist that that is true about. I would say Toy yeah. Story is at the very top of things that I can guarantee if I talk to somebody my age, they have seen and, you, and they know what I'm talking about. And you know what's funny? You know what the other one probably is? It's Finding Nemo. Yeah, Nemo, Nemo over Monsters Inc. You're right. I was I was gonna try to make yeah, the case for Monsters Inc., but you're right. It's pro- well, it's Nemo. It's Nemo. But mind you, Tim, I've only seen Monsters Inc. once. Monsters Inc. is the most socialist cartoon that's ever been created. I, and I I need to go back and watch it because I saw it for the first time when it came out, and I haven't seen it since. That like, I'm most- not I'm not a Monsters Inc. fan. I'm not against literally- it, but I'm not yeah. It's just a pro-union, anti. Really, I, and I don't even. It is. I don't even political. remember anything. 
I remember walking through doors to different dimensions and yeah. shit, but outside of that, I don't remember anything. It's as political as any as any kids movie can possibly be, like yeah. by far. I, there, it's not even hiding it With, on rewatch because like my mom watches watches kids at the house for those that don't know. And it was on the other day and I was listening. First of all, they watch Bugs Life, which the line from Hopper when he's like. When, I, once, I, I need to rewatch that. It's been a minute, too. Have you one. seen the line from Hopper where he's like, once the ants realize they outnumber us, there goes our way of life. Yes. I'm like. Yeah, that's in a children's movie. That is dark. Like, that is dark. Like high level social economic ways of thinking, yeah. just buried in there. But Don't, sorry, I'm, do not do not let Tucker Carlson see that movie. Oh yeah, no, because you they, think, you, that's you, the you, problem. You, you think Dr. Seuss is bad. <laughs> You, you think their coverage and reaction to Dr. Seuss is problematic? Oh boy. Or Wally? Oh boy. Don't don't let Tucker Carlson see any of those movies. No, because they view it through a different lens. They view it through like they view it. I don't even want to get too into this. Anyways, but like, and, yeah. And, anyways, I don't want to do I, this. I have a different I, I have a different question because this is a Toy Story pod. Uh what are you hoping, and I have an answer so to give you some time to think about the question. What are you hoping to get out of the Chris Evans Buzz Lightyear origin story? Because I am so much hoping that we get more with Zerg. And just with that whole battle between them two, because it was alluded to a little bit in passing in Toy Story 1 with the kids yelling out Emperor Zerg and all that stuff and uh, with Buzz Lightyear saying the canned lines at the very beginning um, and then the video game that Rex is playing for Toy Story 2 and Zerg I, shows up in 2 yes yeah I so want to get like is there any way that we can get like a Star Wars episode 3 style Buzz Lightyear versus Zerg moment. Do we know that it's an origin story yet? Or is it going to be like an in-between? My understanding was that it was an origin story. Okay. And that's why they got Chris Evans to like do a younger, a, younger, actor. a younger Tim Allen. And I think that was the excuse to no longer have to give Tim Allen money. That's a good idea. I mean, the other... But, but I'm pretty sure there's a Toy Story 5 coming out. And I hope there is. So. There is. There is. Uh, you know, the, one of the things I forgot to mention, Buzz was almost named Lunar Larry, which thank God that didn't yes. happen. And then, uh, and then Buzz for Buzz Aldrin. Buzz Aldrin, exactly, which more people would have known who that was in 95. It's actually more like, I it's don't know. I don't know if you're under, if you're like a kid today, you have to kind of be like, so there well, was how, this, how, there was this astronaut like 50 yeah. or 60 years ago, you know? So I was gonna do. I was gonna make a joke. Does your little brother even know him? But your little brother wants to be a pilot, so I'm That's, sure he knows who Buzz Aldrin is. I so. was gonna make that. Yeah, and then I realized Trey not only knows who he is, probably knows more about him than I do. I would venture to say. So, uh, yeah. So yeah. So like, with the that, that's a good okay. That's a good okay boomer moment for us. Yep. But with the <laughs> the origin story thing, I mean, I, they have to do. They have to do more Zerg, obviously. I mean, you have to get into the sort of like he's from a planet that sounds like Krypton. I forget what exactly it's called. Oh, but it, it has yeah, to I'll, be. I'll keep going. 
but it, you kind of have to get like the beginning of Man of Steel type origin with oh. who his oh. par- who his parents are, oh. what led him to leave that. Like if you're just gonna go into he's an actual like space ranger, not like Pl- a planet Zertron. Zertron. Okay, I I was totally wrong. I thought it sounded more like Krypton. Um, but on yeah yeah yeah. Um, but if you're gonna do that you kind of have to buy into his own like insanity that yeah you could go really dark with it right where you're like no this guy thinks this is happening but this isn't actually what's happening to him as he's yeah. like going or, or, through no no, no 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 it's not the toy version of buzz lightyear so that's what confuses me so they're going to do like he's actually like it's worse he's it's, actually like han solo it's who the toy is based off of is my understanding i could be wrong but it's like the actual it's still going to be animated but it's going to be what the toy in toy story is based off of got it okay now i'm on the same page and i apologize for taking so long for our listeners who are now on the walls that's (laughs) that's at least my understanding of it that project at one point i thought it was a live action so (laughs) who knows I, I actually have high hopes for the Buzz Lightyear thing for no if for no other reason than Disney has now done four seasons of, of television. Four. Yeah, two of Mando. Uh, oh, WandaVision, sorry. and I, then you said seasons. I thought you said series. Cool. No, I mean gotcha. they they've done four seasons independent, and every single one of them has been critically That's- acclaimed and well received. There isn't even really a camp of people that are like, which is weird, by the way, for 2021. There's not even a camp of people who are like, actually, these suck. Other than oh. the people who already hate superhero movies. Other than no, those people. No, 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 Tim. You didn't. See, have you watched the last? Have you watched the last of Falcon and Winter Soldier yet? I have not watched the last two episodes. Okay, so the last episode. Uh, shall we say Tucker Carlson is not a fan. For obvious reasons. And for those reasons, it's by far the lowest rated uh, on Rotten Tomatoes episode of any of the uh, of any of the Marvel TV episodes. It, it got like, like all the other ones were in the 90s to 80s. This one got like 50. And it was it, it, it was equally as good as all the other ones. But there the last episode. Yeah, there's a large swath of people that very much disliked it okay i'm not gonna and I'm they're gonna, wrong i'm they're not wrong, gonna take that bait but, but fuck those people i, I yeah, don't they're, like, they're, yeah they're wrong um ben shapiro is not a fan here's the so, thing wasn't yeah. he the guy or was it rush limbaugh who thought that the bane capital and batman was based on mitt romney even though the movie was made after he started running for governor who was that jackass who thought Nolan put in that, that that sounds like something Ben Shapiro would say because it sounds like someone trying to be like, see, oh, oh fucking gotcha. moron that guy is, dude. Literally the yeah, character. Anyways. Yeah. No, I, I have high hopes. I have high hopes for the for the Buzz Lagu thing, and I'm definitely gonna watch it. I mean, there was a there was a point where I said, uh, I don't know if I'm gonna watch all this stuff, but I think it's cool that they're doing it because people will certainly watch it. And it's just and it's just too good to miss. Yeah, to it's now it's like I, I can't miss it. They're they're doing just such and I, obviously I haven't seen the last episode of Falcon, but they're doing too good of a job for me to just not be in on the conversation Andrew, with these. 
the writing in the uh, in the WandaVision finale alone is just it, it's the level of talent that they're bringing into these things, and they're gonna have the people who made this show the. Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, they're going to be doing Captain America 4. Like, the the amount of talent that they're bringing into these TV shows is incredible. It's incredible. It remains to be seen on the Pixar side, though. You know, like, Marvel's doing a good job. Lucasfilm seems like they've got a good direction now. Uh, But it remains to be seen what Pixar is going to be like post-Lassiter, because I don't know other... Because Soul, he worked on. I know that he did do work on that. Okay, okay. So we haven't yet had the Pixar movie that he had nothing to do with. And by the way, Coco is also a phenomenal Pixar movie. I watched that the other day. Um, Coco's fantastic. Yeah, but that's that's kind of what remains to be seen in their whole trinity yeah. of properties that they own, right? Like yeah. you've yeah. got Marvel and Lucasfilm firing. Is Pixar going to still have the juice when they do a TV show, which Pixar has never done? So yeah, I'm not betting against so- it, but... Yeah. So, without further ado, to because I don't ha- uh, unless you have anything, uh, anything else. Okay. So, if you could pick anyone in this movie to be, who would it be? Boy, that's probably the tough question for this one. I I like I like Ham's attitude, but I wouldn't want to be him because he has trouble like actually functioning. But I like his approach to life. I also like Slinky's approach to life because he's chill and he relaxes. I think, though, I would want to be Andy in this situation. He seems to have a pretty oh. good. Yeah, no, he seems to have a pretty good life. Oh. Not going to lie. He has a lot of friends. You know, he's a lot of people over for his birthday party. Uh, he has a lot of cool toys. People seem to like the kid. He's got a good disposition. I just... So I, I, I don't know why, but that just made me really happy. Yeah, no, I'd rather like the, 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 the end. Fa- yeah, okay, cool. So mine is more funny because <laughs> that that's very wholesome, and I'm very jealous of that take because that honestly that warmed my heart to hear. Because yeah, no, like he's just he's not. There's no problems with Andy. Like he's the last we see of him, he lets go of Woody, and it's like a tough moment for him. Yeah. And every single time I see it, or Marge, or even think of, think about it, it I cry. Yeah. So like, yeah. Okay. Wow. Look, look at you, Tim. Just coming up you. with stuff, dude. That's why I'm paid to do this shit. Yeah. Uh, so mine is Slinky for the sole reason that you said he's always high. He um, definitely is. And There's he's no just, he's in, and and he's just enjoying life. He's they they don't have to find food. They don't have to find water. They don't. They eat, don't need yeah. anything. They don't need anything except for company. They need good vibes. And that's it. That Slinky lives off of good vibes, and I wish I was I was that simple. I really do. I wish I was that simple. I have okay. I'm going to introduce the next word because I have a soapbox to stand on for this one. All right, is it a new award or is it the the next one? It's our classic one. Oh, it is. It is the Ted Cruz "Go Fuck Yourself" award. I'm going to sit back for this one for the for the YouTube audience. Cross my yeah, legs. Put, put your legs up. Um, yeah. Get ready. Yeah, go ahead. I've alluded to this before. The person who – here's the yeah. thing. Sid is in jail within two years of this movie coming out, so I'm not worried about him. Sid's the easy one. Woody, coming out of this movie, ignoring the other three, can go fuck himself. And I mean Whoa. that sincerely. 
And there's some Whoa. things that people don't think about with this movie. I need you to not even talk negatively about this in proximity to Tom Hanks. Nope. I need you to, uh, I need Tom you to Hanks. simmer. Listen to me. When he recruits Sid's toys to help him escape, and they do, putting their lives on the line, they will probably be destroyed by Sid after this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Once they help him, again, he bails on movie. them. Again, he bails. He doesn't take any of them story. with him. He just goes on the fence. Though the argument can be made, the argument can be made that the toys now are like Sid's Panopticon. They're always watching. No. And they, for- no. and they force Sid to now be good and that- act right. That dude is school shooter crazy. Okay? He is we not, already addressed that, Tim. He's not, he's not learning anything. He's a horrible person. There's, Woody just leaves him there. Okay? There's one answer. There's. Did you have more? I have a lot more. I'm going to keep it quick, though. The thing I hate the most, the thing I absolutely hate the most is what I talked about earlier, is that yeah. when these toys wake up, they all have the same reaction. They all believe that they are who their toy says they are. So Woody right. acting like a prick is very annoying to me. That's that's two. Okay. The very last thing. The very last thing. You got thing. prongs. You got prongs for this shit. Yes. In this in this essay I will. In this essay I will. When Buzz is like drunk sad <laughs> doing the Mrs. Nesbit thing. I am Mrs. Nesbit. Yeah, he's clearly like they're trying to do that he's drunk. Woody is like beating the shit out of him with his own arm. <laughs> like, okay. Okay. Yes. That is not but, what you do when your friend is drunk sad. But he's a selfish prick. But the Ted Cruz Go Fuck Yourself Award, if there was one person in this movie that I could punch in the face, there's one person. And it's not a child. It's not. Right. It's Sid's dad. okay uh oh god did he freeze right as he said that boy this is great content i wonder if i should just go ahead and make up what tony would say here Ah, the beauties of modern technology, y'all. And we are back, everybody. We had some technical difficulties. Tim, why are you on a cell phone? Uh, y'all, this is the be- these are the beauties of modern technology in the day in which we live. Uh, my Wi-Fi just gave out, apparently, so the rest of this is going to be very grainy audio with some weird feedback. So yeah, I hope you're so okay with we- that. We apologize, and all I have is a little bit left. So, Sid's dad, for the sole reason that he's the reason for every bad thing that happens in this movie. Sid's, Sid's dad made the made Sid and yeah. is the yep. one that's Scud's owner. So think about <laughs> all the bad stuff that happens in the movie. It all can be traced back to the dad. All the toys being exploded, all the toys being tortured, all the toys being scared, merely living next to him. 
all of it, all of the bad shit that happens is because of Sid's dad. And for that, Sid's dad, go fuck yourself. Ted Cruz, please go fuck yourself. Tim, where can they find you? I'm on the Instagram. I'm on the Twitter. The Instagram. Yes. I'm on Clubhouse. I'm on everywhere, guys. Same username everywhere. I just got a Top Shot account today. Same username. It is at T-L-E-D-U-C 32. Tony, where are you at? At T Felix 3412. I'm also on Clubhouse and I'm on Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff. Um, Tim, I believe it's, is it my turn? It's your turn. It's your turn. So I think based on our conversations, I'm pretty sure you could guess where I'm going here. Because, Tim, we're going to have my buddy Mike, my mock, my former mock trial co-counsel, on to discuss the movie from our Lord and Savior, Christopher Nolan. The one and only Inception that was mentioned earlier in this podcast. We're going to be oh, talking about Inception. Wow. We're going to be talking about Inception. It's going to be great. Mike is going to come on. He's got some takes. And here's the thing. I'm not bringing someone on to just throw softballs at back and forth. He doesn't like Nolan movies. He actively dislikes them. And so I am coming on. This is going to be like a summit. This is going to be like a debate. And you're going to need to moderate it because we're going we're, we're, we're to get deep into this movie. So I'm very much looking forward to it. Now I'm nervous. And yeah, you should get nervous because we're going to get so deep, we might even get into the fourth level of a dream state. So it's going to be great. It's going to be good. We might even jump into limbo. I don't know. We'll see. Which it looks like that's where you're at currently. So, Tim, thank you. Um, I don't think I've ever said thank you on this podcast. So thank you for, you know, being a very fun half of this podcast. And thank you to the listeners because we couldn't do it without you. Um, you got anything else to say? Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> and again, if, 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 if you're watching along with us or if this is now going to be the impetus for you going back to watching the movie, enjoy it. It's a very positive movie. It's one of the best parts of... or It's one of my favorite memories as a child watching it. Randy Newman's voice is just a shot of serotonin. It's just great. And, you know, sometimes you just need a friend and you just got to progress with them throughout life. And, you know, positivity wins. So anyways, thank you guys. This has been Toy Story. This has been the Tim and Tony podcast. And, of course, I cannot forget, Ted Cruz, please go fuck yourself. Elvis Monroe, please play us out. One day, someday, fiction girl. She's my one day, someday. She's my one day, someday. Gotta have a gonna call a baby. One day, someday, she's gonna call me baby. Gonna have a family. I can see it in her eyes. Just all so bright Gonna wake up by inside One day, someday She's my one day, someday Fiction girl She's my one day, someday